This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today's conversation is something a little bit different than the typical health and fitness episodes that we have. Today we're talking about creativity. And the reason that I decided to have this topic on the podcast is because creativity is what leads us to have a lot of purpose and a lot of passion in the work that we do. And so I think that is directly related, you know, to our happiness and how fulfilled we are feeling in anything that we tackle, right? in your workouts, in your actual work, in your relationships, right? Like creativity isn't just about art, but creativity is in everyone's day-to-day life. And so we talk with Maria about that here. So not only does she give different tips and tricks on how to be more creative in your day-to-day life and why that's important, but also how creativity, motivation, and optimism are so interrelated, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. I learned a lot from this conversation. I think you're going to, too. But before we dive into today's episode, this is the last episode of our author series for the month of February. So I know that I didn't really announce that at the beginning, but I'm not sure if you've noticed, but the last month has been focused solely on authors because I am always trying to find new books to read. You know, it's around that time of year when it's still dark and gray and cold. And so now that I'm at home more, I want to read more. So we had Chad on who talked about his book, Making Fitness a Priority, Sal with The Resistance Training Revolution, Allison finally thriving, and now Maria's on today. And additionally, if you haven't read my book yet, Elite to Everyday Athlete, Nine Steps to Getting Off the Sidelines of Life is all about what I talk on the podcast here of how to build small sustainable habits when you're no longer training for something, when you're no longer in competition, and how to actually get it to fit into your life. So be sure to check out this book. The link is right down below or just right on Amazon, Elite to Everyday Athlete. I know you're going to love it too. And with that, let's get started on today's episode. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we're joined by Maria Brito. She's an award-winning New York-based contemporary art advisor, author, and curator. She's the author of How Creativity Rules the World, The Art and Business of Turning Your Ideas into Gold, which is what she's on to talk with us about today. I'm so excited that you're joining us. 
Hi, Emily. I'm very excited too. And I'm so thrilled that you reached out because I love what you do, your passion and your commitment. And I love that you've built a community of fun people who get to listen to you. And so that is actually an honor for me to be here today. Yeah, no, I'm so excited because I know that this topic is a little different. You know, we're not usually talking about creativity. We're usually talking about, you know, more of the health and fitness, but I do think that, you know, it goes into happiness and all of that. So I'd love to hear from you. Like, why do you think creativity is so important to talk about? Because without ideas, there is no progress and no area basically so every area of life and every area of work and whatnot requires ideas like from the metaverse to the invention of vaccines to the iphone right and those ideas obviously come from humans and i think that it's important for people to rely on that superpower i think it's like every human has the superpower to invent the future at will right and so when we actually have the power to believe and trust our guts and to go with those ideas and to open up our imagination, miracles can happen. And for too long, I think that we have been also indoctrinated with these ideas that, you know, it has to be a standardized test, right? Like, oh, like it has to be this thing or that formal education is the answer to everything. And that's obviously not true. Just as much as creativity is not just a thing for artists. Yes, of course, artists depend on their creativity, but you know, people who code need creativity, people who want to open businesses in health and fitness and whatever depend on creativity. And uh, what we have obviously experienced the most in the past two years since the pandemic hit is that the businesses that have thrived are the ones who are willing to create and adapt and pivot and shift. And all those moments in any business require creativity. So I think it's actually the most important and most crucial skill to have in any profession or career if you really want to do meaningful things, right? Because I mean, it. People might say, well, I'm just perfectly happy with having a job that, you know, it's nine to five, they pay me and I don't have anything else to do. But that tells me you're not very happy with what you've chosen to do. And we want people to be happy and we want people to do meaningful work and we want people to say, I'm thrilled to be doing this. It's Monday. Yay. You know what I mean? Like we don't want people dragging their feet. That's bad for everybody. And that stops the flow of life, really. Yeah. No, I love how you said, you know, it's the difference between actually having the meaningful work and excited and happy about it. Because, yeah, I think about any time, you know, that you're working on a project or, you know, that someone else even gives you. But if you have that like creativity touch on it, it's like, okay, now it's mine. You take ownership and the excitement comes with it. And also you have that opportunity to shine through this you know, different types of project, like you say, because your uniqueness is actually what 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 gives the creative touch to things. People have all sorts of different experiences growing up, all sorts of educations, the places that you have visited, the things that you have seen. And that makes your perspective a one of a kind, whether you believe it or not, because you might say, well, there are seven billions of humans populating the earth. What new can I bring? Well, there, I, I have to tell you, you have to bring a lot. And that's why we have, you 
you know, 700,000 podcasts with different hosts and they all, each one of them have their own audience and their own people because you have something unique to say and to express. And we live in an era where content creators have made fortunes by actually showing a unique perspective to what they do. And that is really applicable to so many different areas. And that's why I encourage people to speak up their minds in obviously productive and meaningful ways, because that's the thing. Creativity is all about giving value and being relevant. And I think that we need more than that. We need more, more of those people. We need more inventiveness. We need more imagination running wild. I always say that if it's not illegal and if it's not against the laws of nature, what is actually stopping you from saying, from materializing or from putting it out there, right? I mean, is that a book? Is that a new business? Is that a fashion line? Is an idea that you have for a service? Is it a product that will improve what's in the market. And sometimes people take themselves out of their ideas before they have even, you know, sketched them out or or thought about them, you know, thoroughly because they are so afraid of being judged and they are so afraid of failure. And I think it's important to fail, obviously. It's very important. But also, you know, I like to think about failure as an idea that failed, not a person who failed, right? Those are very two different stories. If you can separate yourself from the failure and say, well, I had an idea for something. I went out, I put it out there and it just didn't work out. So the idea failed, but not you, right? And why are we taking more risks is because in this very hyper curated world of social media and everything seems to be so perfect and whatever, we have desensitized ourselves of the idea that people have lives with, you know, failures and moments of barrenness where nothing good is happening and things like that. But because we are used to seeing all this perfection that is not real and it's not true, we tend to separate ourselves from those situations and, and also stop ourselves from taking risks because we don't want to fall short. Yeah. No, I love what you're talking about with like the uniqueness aspect of it too. You know, lots of the times we think we aren't creative, but then if you just ask kind of like, well, how are you unique? And like, you know, when I started this podcast, it wasn't because I was like, oh, I have all this experience as like a radio host or like any of that, you know, but it was just like having like this one unique idea, like you can just kind of expand on that, but you just have to act on it. And that's kind of where it like grows from. And you never really know what one thing brings, right? Because you start a podcast and then that might bring another idea and then it might turn into a media company. And then in the future, it may be an NFT metaverse company. And so it's a lot of like chains that get interconnected, right? And it all starts with one idea. When, you know, Steve Jobs invented like, you know, or had this idea of microcomputing, he did not have everything laid out in front of his eyes, right? He said, like, I am very interested in this idea of bringing computers that are beautiful and easy to use to masses, right? But they have to be both easy to use and beautiful. And so at the very beginning, they were not that beautiful and they were not that very easy to use. And, you know, but one thing brought the next and the next and the next, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, duh, but I'm not Steve Jobs. Well, me, me neither, right? But like, the thing is that... The things that he did are not necessarily impossible to replicate. 
The things that he was best at was being was being an, a connector of dots and a marketer, right? And so anybody really can do that if you pay attention. Anybody can uncover incredible opportunities that can bring, you know, financial success and also meaningful work and, uh, you know, help thousands of people in the world if you want to do it. The problem is that a lot of people are not paying attention to begin with because we have too many distractions. And I wrote about that in my book. In fact, there is a study and I think it was and I wrote about it in the book, too. But I think it was conducted by Harvard and it's about they asked a variety of students ages, I think maybe 20 to 25. What is it that they liked to do best if it was to be in silence for, let's say, 10 minutes or if they wanted to get a little electric shock during those 10 minutes so that, you know, they would be doing something right. So they all, not all, but like the majority prefer to get an electric shock, even if it was uncomfortable because they did not want to be in silence. They did not want to be doing nothing with themselves, right? Which tells you that there we have created a generation of people with overactive minds who do not allow themselves to pause and look at what's happening with First, you have to take a step back a little bit to have some perspective and being able to see on both sides of your head and then in front of you what's happening. And second, there is very little chance for creativity to flourish if you do not allow yourself to be in silence and alone for a few, right? I'm not saying, you know, the whole day, but I'm saying we have so much to give and we have so many spaces where we can create but we are not allowing ourselves to do that because we prefer to be numb with information and news and social media and scrolling mindlessly and video games and all those things that are really fun but they don't necessarily allow you to think on your on your own feet and think by yourself yeah, no, it's funny because you're going through that. And I kind of, that's how I came into writing my first book last year was because I had just all these thoughts and I was like, I just need to like get them down on paper. Like that was the only reason I was just like, cause then I'll stop thinking about them. But then when I had that space of just even those five minutes alone, 10 minutes alone, it just went over time. And then it turned out into this book. You know, I didn't sit there being like, oh, I need this creative thought to write a book, but it's just the fact that I had the overwhelming amount and then I just spent some time alone because of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I'm sure that time was productive and you um, uncovered or discovered parts of you that you wouldn't have been able to, to take out of yourself had it not been because COVID hit and you had that time alone and that opportunity to develop your ideas. And it, you know, I'm not sure if you're aware of the statistics, but in 2020 and 2021, more than 10 million filings for new businesses were, uh, you know, registered by the U.S. Census and the Small Business Administration. And that's a number that it's unprecedented, basically. I mean, as, as entrepreneurial as the United States can be, those numbers were unseen. Like, I think that the highest number in years prior was about two to three million applications. So basically, this was like, you know, 120% more. And the reason is obviously because people 
either left their jobs because they were miserable and they realized there is something better that I can do. Other people were fired and they said, and they had the same thought process. They said, I'm not going to look for a job at another place. I'm going to do my own thing. And um, a lot of people also saw opportunities. Perhaps they were not that unhappy, but they saw opportunities to create new things. And that is only because people had a chance to stop and think. And this should not be something that is only triggered by dramatic occurrences like a pandemic. The time to think and the time to be alone and the time to meditate, whatever you want to call it, has to be built in people's lives daily. Because, you know, everybody showers every day, right? Or for the most part. But I honestly think that if you do not spend time alone and thinking, it's like you don't shower your brain. And so it gets really nasty and ugly if you do not allow for that brain to refresh itself. And obviously, sleep is one of those you know, parts where the brain gets a break, but you're not conscious during your sleep. So your ideas, I mean, unless you're amazingly trained to wake up and write down your dreams and whatever, if you're not allowing those moments of consciousness with silence. And that's why meditation is so important. You're not going to be able to let those ideas flourish outside of you and marinate because your brain is just in a constant and consistent overload and, and overworking. And that is, I mean, it's, if you think about it, it's like having a computer working 24 seven with no breaks ever. I mean, it'll, it's gonna get hot. You know what I mean? It's going to get hot and you're not going to be, it's not going to operate in the optimal levels at the optimal levels that it should. So I want people to consider this thought because it's actually very important. Yeah, no, I, I love that comparison too. Do you have any tips on how people can start to be more creative? Yes. Um, for example, the brain loves a surprise, right? And so how do we surprise ourselves? There are certain things that people can do take a different route to work or school, whatever it is that you do, so that routines are very important, but you have to break them. And so how do you expand like your brain and how do you surprise your brain is by, because we take things for granted and we start developing not only blind, blind spots, but in attentional blindness, which is when things are happening that you've already known so well your route, you already know your streets and your neighborhoods and your things. Like you can have like literally Beyonce passing by next to you and saying hello, and you're not going to be able to see her because you are so focused on the things that you already know that you act automatically. And that obviously is detrimental for creativity because you miss the details, the things that can bring you ideas, a moment of curiosity. Another thing that actually helps to create surprise is to write with your non-dominant hand. And I, I mean, I, this is uncomfortable, but that's the point. And it, I'm not asking people to fill up an entire, fill out an entire um, notebook, but just you know, for a quick exercise, spend maybe five minutes or maybe three minutes jotting ideas with your non-dominant hand to, to see what comes up and see how you surprise your brain to do those things. Another thing I like to do is to think about taking a taking an object out of its natural place or its natural, um, the, the normal uses, right? I mean, sometimes I play with my kids, like give me many or how many um, different 
uses for a, for a paperclip, for example, right? If you ask this to an adult, they're going to tell you like five things, right? If you ask this to a child, they're going to tell you like 60 because for kids, there are no limits to what they can do with a paperclip. I mean, it can be an earring. It can be, you know, a, a, a barret for your hair. It can be a pendant for your necklace. It can be a sculpture of like whatever you want, whatever. You know, the kids will say the most outlandish things. It's going to be a toothpick, whatever, right? So I... Um, I think that there are tons of things that people can do every day that are so easy and they just don't think about them, right? Because these are not things that are like out there for people to grab. And again, that's one of the reasons why I put them on the book because I think that, you know, people need manuals and people need like pushes, right? And I think books are an amazing way. Like you already, as, as you are an author yourself, they are amazing ways to bring what you know to the benefit of others. And that's that's the reason why I wrote it, because I think that this is so very important that we don't want to get complacent. We don't want to get stagnant, right? Like we have as a country and as a society advanced so much throughout history and built such a resilient and incredible country really where the most precious thing of the United States is people's ideas, if you think about it, because our manufacturing is not the greatest thing in the world, to be honest with you. And we don't really export oil or, you know, bananas or anything of the like, right? Like here, the most important thing is people's ideas in every field from literature to technology. We have the most incredible thinkers and we don't want to lose that. We don't want to lose that. And technology tends to drown a little bit of that creativity because it makes things so easy for us. One other thing you can do is to not use a GPS, to give yourself, you know, the chance to get lost. I mean, obviously not when you're like five minutes that you have to get to a place, but, but it, in those occasions where you can't afford to get lost. Uh, and that's why people come up with so many amazing ideas when they go to a city that they have never visited before or get inspiration. I mean, depending on the city too, right? I mean, that's the case, but, but they get inspiration and they get ideas and they take pictures with their phones and whatever, because everything is new. So it's, I, I think that if you, you decide to like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to follow a GPS instruction, it can also bring a lot of different things for you to consider every day that you had not considered before. Yeah, I, I love what you're mentioning too. You know, I think a lot of people get their best ideas or their most creative ideas is when they're showering and then when they're traveling. And we kind of talked about both of them here. You know, one is because you have alone time with your thoughts. And then the other is you're outside of your comfort zone. So you're actually like thinking more and you're like being naturally creative. So I love that you kind of like mentioned the why behind that and just trying to like break out of that normal routine and comfort zone. Yes. Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, in fact, you know, the shower is is definitely the place of the ideas because you have nowhere else to go, right? And nothing else to do. And I mean, and it's it's interesting because that's what the scientists have uh, deemed the incubation effect leads to the aha moment, right? And so the incubation effect is all the other time where things have been marinating in your head and you have been thinking about a problem or you have been thinking about how can I do this better or differently, right? And when you're least expecting it, which is usually one of those things like the shower is when it hits you, right? So the incubation effect is is the, the, the time that precedes the big breakthrough 
that happens usually when you are not doing, you know, the effort to think about what you want to resolve. And, and those are excellent examples. And the same thing that you said about traveling is just really like you got it. I mean, and there are scientific explanations for all these things too, which I love because a lot of people are like, give me the data. Okay, well, here it is. It's not just anecdotal. It's not just me blabbering. No, it's like there is a lot of information out there that I wanted to put together so that people believed that creativity is not, it's not just one thing either, right? It's an amalgamation of skills that people can work at will no matter what you do. And that is really, really crucial for people to accept and understand that. It's, it, that is just not a God-given talent, that it, there are so many habits that people can work for themselves, right? Because you do not have every skill in the world, but you do have the ability to incorporate good habits in your life that are not expensive and they are not difficult. Like the ability, for example, to ask questions and to ask the right questions is something that can take people really far. The way that Elon Musk, for example, keeps asking questions about like, why is it that it's so expensive to send our missions to outer space, right? Like, I mean, he went out to investigate and he was already rich from when he sold PayPal and whatever. And he's like, I have no idea why is it so hard and so expensive to send our astronauts to, to outer space missions. And the truth is that he investigated this topic for a long time. And the, the truth is that he said there was no catch. The catch is that there was no catch. No, the only reason why it was so expensive is because NASA was paying so much for all the contractors and subcontractors that were building the rockets and they were actually providing the technology is all the markups were ridiculous and he's like well so let me see if i can actually build the rockets with a different type of team not charge these absurd markups and revolutionize the world of you know spaceships which is not our i mean like i don't really know that many people who are in the world of building spaceships and, and rockets and things like that. But I think that if, if he was asking the right questions and the solution that he found is that he could actually do themselves, I mean, he could do himself what everybody else was charging this insane markups for. And that's because he asked the right questions. Yeah, no, I love that. So I wanted to bring up to you here is I feel like I also get like these creative bursts when I also feel the most motivated when I'm already, you know, kind of like happier in the other areas of my life. Do you think that there's any connection between creativity and motivation? Absolutely. And there is also a strong relationship between optimism and creativity because, for you know, optimism also has been studied by Harvard as one of the most important uh, predictors of entrepreneurial success. Obviously, I mean, it's like what we say it right, but like they measured it. It's, it's like if when people see it's not about toxic positivity, which is bullshit, honestly, it's like more like. I think that tomorrow is going to be better, right? I mean, or that I can 51% of the time, I'm going to try to see the glass half full, right? So optimism and motivation and creativity are very intertwined. Motivation is something that you bring from within, right? Because no external amount of money or pleasure or gifts or whatever can move a person if you don't want to do it. 
That's it. As simple as that, right? And what creativity brings to human beings and motivation is that you are doing things that you love and you're doing things that you believe in. And there's nothing more exciting for anybody to be embarked upon a project that you actually think that has value, that can help people, and that you can invest your heart, your soul, your time, your money, whatever it is, right? When we do things that we don't want to do, when we are answering to people we don't want to answer, when we are dragging our feet, dreading to see someone or, or to show up at an office or to open that email or whatever, that is obviously a clear uh, signal that you're not thrilled and that you're not in the zone. You're not flowing. You're not doing things that, you know, but, but, but by the same token, when you have an idea and you're like, oh, I'm so motivated. I'm, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to feel, you know, productive, right? I want to feel valuable. I want to feel that I can that my ideas have meaning, that I can make people happy, if it's just one person, right? I mean, because you don't have to bring your ideas to 5 million people. If you bring the idea that has receptiveness in two people, that's fair enough, right? That you've made a difference in those two people. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's creativity, motivation, happiness, optimism. They all come together. And there is always this myth that you have to suffer tremendously to be creative. I think that suffering is great for growth, depending on whether or not you acknowledge and accept the lesson and move on to the next. I think that, you know, of course, amazing songs and amazing movies have been, you know, written out of broken hearts and things like that. And, and that's great too, but you don't have to stay in that area. You don't have to stay with your broken heart all the time. You don't have to be crying around. Like, you know, again, people who are happy and optimism and, and optimist and end up really doing much, much better projects, deals, and and creations in in history than the ones who are negative and dark and they don't see, you know, the light like we all all the other ones do. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. I've never thought about the relationship too with like optimism. So it's like, you know, the more happy you are, the more creative, the more than like purpose you're going to find in your work, the more motivated, like they all kind of help build off each other. So I love that. And I'm feeling so inspired from our conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice that you'd love to leave everyone with? Well, um, you know, I think that people have to trust their gut too, which is something that is not very well, you know, documented or people are not really learning how to do that in school or anything. But it's also part of being creative is that everybody whom I know that is incredible in creativity and innovation has believed and followed their gut when they didn't really know the answers and that's really what it is to follow your intuition right is to have some guidance that doesn't come from experience it comes from a knowing and uh, usually your intuition is always right what's wrong is our human interpretation of of intuition but I think that people have to if you have that gut feeling and I don't have to explain what a gut feeling is because you all know what it is I think that once it hits you repeatedly, you do have to pay attention to what that gut feeling is telling you because it might be an opportunity to really do something incredible, to 
to change, you know, lives. And I think that we tend to dismiss that because we are too practical and too logical and, and that's not right. Yeah, no, I feel like that's a great spot to leave us off on. So I know that your book comes out mid-March. Where can people pre-order it, follow you, all of that? Well, the book is called How Creativity Rules the World and is published by HarperCollins. And you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound, Bookshop, everywhere, you know, where books are sold. And, um, you know, I have a little offer and a little, you know, bonus. So if people pre-order the book before it comes out, I'm giving free access to my creativity um, online course, which is normally $300. So it's, you get access to that for free. So it's very cool. It has, you know, core modules and also bonuses. And once a month, there is a mastermind. You also get access to that, like a live mastermind with fun people from everywhere. And um, all people have to do is just forward confirmation of payment to book at mariabrito.com. And, um, and that's it. And people can find me at mariabrito.com. That's B as in boy, R as in rose, I, as in island, T as in Tom O. Go check out the book. I'll definitely link it all down below. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.